The following podcast contains alcohol-enhanced conversations about alcohol, as well as the potential for the discussion about topics of dubious, disturbing, possibly offensive, but usually hilarious interest. The opinions stated herein are solely of the persons making them, and any endorsement of these opinions by any other party is not implied. Foul language is likely, but intolerant viewpoints are not. Listener intoxication is advised. Welcome to episode 46 of the Whiskey Tangent Podcast. I'm Scott. And I'm Ed. And today, after a couple months of episodes and shorts, mostly centered around various types of wine finishes, cocktails, mocktails, last calls, etc., we're getting back to bourbon basics and burrowing into a brand that, despite its reputation and popularity, we've hardly even talked about at all in over two and a half years of podcasting, Barton's 1792. And joining us on another one of our deep distillery dives, all the way from the snow-covered peaks of Nepal, Gabe the Whiskey Sherpa. Hello again. Also joining in on the fun is another longtime guest who, by the way of a secret contractual loophole, is making up for a previously missed appearance, <laughs> one of the trio here known as the ladies and new homeowner, you know her, you love her, Drea. Hey. So Ed's going to get the party started by telling us which two Barton's expressions we'll be tempting our tongues with tonight. So a few people know that there's a complex legality system that goes on with podcasts. And yeah. So Drea had a contract of obligation and yep. she missed episode what's got uh, 40 um uh, she missed uh 44 way to rub it in my face right. no rubbing in your face but it got us out of whack with where she needs to be with the rest of the ladies and right. so we have secretly brought her back and the other yes. ladies don't even know she's here So she's here on a special invitation to Secret mission To be the first of the ladies to be on an episode by herself And uh, we're so psyched to have her we are. As we explore Barton's 1792 yeah. But it's weird because the name And Scott you're going to explain why the name is different than Barton's Yes Because it's on the shelf The shelf ticket never says Barton's It says Ridgewood Oh yes I will explain that All as right. well I'm sorry Ridgewood Reserve and Ridgemont Yes Alright so that's what I want to do explain Because Absolutely. I'm confused by that I don't think the bottle says Barton's either No yeah. it doesn't Right. Well, we searched, we went around to eight or nine yeah. different liquor stores. We had a really special, foolproof, single barrel select pick of their Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. There's so much special vibes coming off this. So we said, you know what? Let's get something to counter it. Mm -hmm. We wanted to get their high rye bourbon. Yeah, just because it was a different mash bill. And to see if we could compare two different mash bills from the distillery. We honestly couldn't find it. So we went out and we said, you know what? We're just going to get the regular old uh, 1792 small batch, which is available to everybody. It's yeah. around $35. Yeah, you should get it everywhere. Yeah. Right. And while the foolproof single barrel, while that's a special thing, the foolproof itself, Scott's around what? 50? 50. 55? Yeah. You could anywhere from 50 to 60, depending yeah. where you yeah. live. And so they're the two we're going to feature. We're going to do the regular small batch first to just get the character of the whiskey, get its kind of flavor points and tasting notes, and then see what it's like when you step up to the foolproof and a single barrel store pick. And the store pick is from Wineworks near us in yeah. the Cherry Hill. It's where I have New my Jersey. alcoholics card. Right. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to do a, a, it's not quick, I'm sorry, I'm going to do a history. Uh, this uh, is another history similar to Michter's, where it was really deep, really long time ago, and it shows the incestuous nature 
of the whiskey business. And it's also pretty interesting in its own right. So here we go. Some would say that the history of the Barton's distillery starts in 1845, when a gentleman named John G. Mattingly began building several distilleries in and around Marion County, Kentucky. One of these was the J.G. Mattingly and Sons Distillery in Louisville, which would later be purchased by Paul Jones Jr., who renamed it the Four Roses Distillery, as discussed in episode 36. But really, it wasn't until nearly 30 years later with John's grandson, Ben, that the story truly begins. Because in 1873, Ben Mattingly married a woman named Catherine Willett. Hmm. Yes, one of the famous Willets of bourbon royalty, after which he went to work at the Frank and Willet Distillery. Once there, Ben befriended a fellow distiller, Thomas S. Moore, and the two quickly rose in the ranks. In 1876, Patriarch John D. Willett transferred all of his interest in the distillery to Ben and Tom, who in 1879 built their own distillery in Bardstown, Kentucky, that they named Mattingly and Moore. However, only two years later in 1881, just as the first barrels of their new whiskey was starting to come of age, Ben sold his majority share of the company to a group of -of out-of-town investors. Tom, though, continued to work at the company for 18 more years, but eventually left in 1899 to build yet another distillery of his very own, purchasing 116 acres right next door. And none too soon, because after he left, Madeline Moore went bankrupt, and its assets were sold off, a portion of which was purchased by Jim Beam, the man himself. Mm. Even worse, and soon after Prohibition began, the former Mattingly and Moore warehouses burned to the ground. There you go, Ed. Always a fire. Always they, they all, it's not if they burn down, but when. Right. So they burned to the ground under suspicious circumstances. <laughs> Federal agents suspected arson in a plot to cover up barrel theft and called in the National Guard to ensure that nobody tampered with a counting of barrel hoops that being metal did not burn. Hmm. Like Papa Yah. <laughs> Baby metal. <laughs> Mysteriously, however, the outcome of the count was never disclosed and nobody was ever charged with a crime in the Mattingly and Moore fire. Fun side note, if the name Mattingly and Moore sounds familiar, it may be because today it's a brand of bottom shelf bourbon produced by Heaven Hill. Wow. In any event, the fire presented Tom Moore with an opportunity, with his new distillery having secured a contract with one of the six companies granted a medicinal license during Prohibition that we talked about on our Prohibition Whiskey which is awesome. Please go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. Tom Moore continued to produce whiskey. So lucrative was this endeavor, in fact, that he was able to purchase the land next door, merge the two sites, and create a single distillery that became known as the Tom Moore Distillery, now encompassing nearly 200 acres. But after four decades of successful whiskey making, old Tom Moore died. And in 1944, his son sold the company. His son sold the company to a Chicago liquor merchant and rectifier named Oscar Getz. Oscar had already been purchasing, blending, and reselling Tom Moore's whiskey in the Midwest under the brand name Barton's, and, mm. as, and soon he named his newly purchased distillery to match. And after another four decades, in 1983, it was now old Oscar Getz's turn to die. <laughs> but, well, but, <laughs> we all have our turn one day, don't we? That's right. I mean, that's, that's one th- it's the only thing we're guaranteed. 40 years of her life in one paragraph. <laughs> the Barton Distillery had grown to become Barton Brands Limited by acquiring several other American whiskey distillers and brands, including Glenmore, Fleischmann's, and Mr. Boston, several gins, vodkas, and rums, and multiple Canadian whiskeys and scotches. Wow. In 1993, Barton Brands was purchased by Constellation Brands, and in 2002, they released a premium bourbon called 1792 Ridgewood Reserve, named after the year Kentucky became a state and a totally made-up place. <laughs> 
a decision that forever changed the trajectory of the company, but not without some controversy. You see, just two years later, Brown Foreman sued Bartons for copyright infringement over the name Ridgewood Reserve because they argued that customers might confuse it with their bourbon brand, Woodford Reserve. Mm. Brown Foreman won the case, forcing Bartons to change Ridgewood to Ridgemont. Mm which had the knock-on effect of creating collector's items of the already produced Ridgewood bottles almost overnight, some of which today are going for upwards of $2,500. In 2009, the entire Burton's company, its distillery, bottling plant, and brand catalog was bought by the French vampires at Sazerac. (laughs) (laughs) It's unbelievable. I am in all of you, Sazerac. I want to be part of you. If you're like a brotherhood or a fellowship I need to do to be part of you, um, I mean, you keep popping up owning amazing whiskeys. Like, my hat's off to you. And you may recall, just a few years back, in the summer of 2018, Barton suffered a significant setback when one of its warehouses collapsed, oh. sending a total of over 18,000 barrels tumbling to the ground and horrifying whiskey lovers everywhere. Worse still, about a third of the barrels broke open, spilled their contents into nearby waterways, and poisoned thousands of fish. Those fish died happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I want to go. What a way to go. I, I want to drown in a vat of bourbon. Right. Like an 81, just like, do like a half gainer into a vat. And you know, I want, I want one of those giant fermentation plants at MGP. You're right. Dive in the top of yeah. it. You guys would literally just drink it like empty. I was talking with kids at school the other day. Somehow it came up like falling into a vat of nacho cheese and dying. And I'm like, I'm like, do you think for like five seconds, you'd be like, oh my God, this is delicious. And then you would just drown. Yeah, they're just like, oh my god, this is delicious <laughs> cheese. I have cheese in my lungs. <laughs> <laughs> However, last paragraph. Today, with three new warehouses built just this year in 2021, Barton's has recovered considerably. Not only does it remain one of the oldest continuously operating distilleries in Kentucky, but also now with a storage capacity of well over three quarters of a million barrels, it has become the seventh largest distillery in the world. Wow. Say that again. Seven. Seventh largest distillery. Barton's. In the world is Barton's. Can we get some more bottles then? Like, like <laughs> Jesus Christ, I went to eight stores. I know. Six of the stores had just the small batch, right? And then one had the single barrel you found. Yep. And then one had the bottle and bond. I could have got that, but I didn't get it then because I was still optimistic that there was more Barton's to secure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, by the way, I've never seen the vodka and the gin up here. No. Well, I mean, does, does the brand here uh, sell that much so they could sell their other product? I've had the bottle. It's good. But is it that highly thought of? Well, to- I mean, but you don't see end caps of it. You don't see displays in bars. Like, it's about marketing. Like, this is a, a competitive industry. And if you want New Jersey, Pennsylvania to notice you, then you have to make an effort. I mean, I have friends who worked for Panover Car that would walk into a bar and be like how much to get an absolute tower behind the bar and they'd have to spend four thousand dollars that night pouring bottles all night for them to build the display so there's a whole intricate thing about marketing your product yeah because the the distributor will reward you for how much you sell right so the more you sell the more you get and you could get the higher expressions of the other stuff that they distribute if you sell the lower expressions it's you know give and take Mm -hmm. Uh, i think though to your point the 1792 that has been a push just recently in conjunction with this episode because they knew we were doing an episode so they started doing this <laughs> but like a bunch of uh, liquor stores have recently done barrel picks of yes. 1792 full proof and i've seen them everywhere wineworks did it Ristelli's over there uh, did it when i yeah. picked up the eagle rare for right. us just today in uh, benash th- they had it as well yep. and so i think they're trying now we are from New Jersey, and we feel like people should give a shit about us. But Barton <laughs> has 15, 20 other 
strong drinking bourbon states that they probably dominate in. Yeah. And and that's where they move their volume. That's how they're number seven in the country. They're not sitting there like, oh my God, I hope Jersey likes us more. They're like, just send Jersey <laughs> a small batch and whatever else we have laying around. Fuck well, Jersey. That's what I feel like Kentucky feels like to us. I really do. Yeah, but you haven't said that. I mean, I know we're in Philly, we're near New York, Washington, Boston, Baltimore. I mean, you think that we would get that uh, recognition and and... We matter. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Jersey matters. Jersey also, going matter. back to the, the gin and vodka issue, have you looked for their gin and vodka? I, I've never looked for it, and I will now, and that's a good point, Gabe. It's not going to be the same uh, shape bottle. Oh, no, no. It, it's no. a very, very pedestrian bottle. They're marketing it for what, where, right where it is. Yeah, it's it's well. It's competing with basic Smirnoff or, um, yeah. or like Gilbert's. You know, the yes. ones down there, right? The plastic bottles. No, the no. plastic bottles are just basically random Russian words that nobody understands. <laughs> pop just, off. Yeah, pop off. That's pop it. Pop off. off. That's, that's it. it. Yeah. Pop yeah. off, yeah. <laughs> pop off, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we need to explain what we're talking about with Papa Ya and Baby Metal. Baby Metal is a a Japanese death metal slash pop group. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. And we were listening to their song Papa Ya before we started yeah, the episode. To get piped up on it because yes. it's just a lot of fun. So if, you, if you've never seen Baby Metal, I yeah. mean, it's Go look at fun. It. They're going to explode soon. You watch Something out. Something for it. Well, they probably aren't, but yeah. something you and your kids can enjoy together. It's a little death K-pop metal. Yeah. Um, and Baby Metal is Papa Ya is our favorite song. So um, the first whiskey that we have that we couldn't get the high rye is the 1792 small batch. Right. It's just a Kentucky straight bourbon. Uh, its proof is 93.7. Its mash bill is undisclosed, but reportedly 75% corn, 15% rye, 10% malted barley, right in Ed's wheelhouse. Yeah. The age is not stated, but reportedly a blend of six to nine years. Really? For the regular one, huh? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, the price is about 35, which is what we, I think we got it tonight. Right. But what is six to nine years to vampires, really? It's like yeah, a second in time, it's a, right? Yeah, it's a second. It's Any water. vampires out there? Right. So, Dre. Hey. Hey. <laughs> okay. Holler, Dre, if you're a vampire. She, she's waiting. Just bite her on her neck. She's yours forever. Literally forever. I like, I like True Blood. Oh, True Blood. That? Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. True Blood's good. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, just to be honest, I think it's true. We can all agree. There's no chubby vampires in any <laughs> genre. I mean, I don't understand what happens. Maybe blood's not filling. Maybe it's not enough to keep your calories up or you maybe just shrink when you're a vampire. I'm not really sure. Maybe they were chubby when they got bit. And then it's just like that lifestyle of like never really being up daylight and running around at night. I, maybe turning into a, a bat. Maybe that makes you thin. I, I don't know. So I'm a little bit anti-vampire for that reason because it's just kind of like a little bias. Like they're all fucking in perfect shape. Fuck them. I mean, since a vampire, the problem, he comes up to me high noon anytime. I'll be in the front lawn. Come get me. Wow. <laughs> blood's all protein. I mean, there's no carbs right. there. It's right. a keto diet is that the keto <laughs> they're all gluten free so, they're just sucking necks and they're going to bed and i think maybe if you were a vampire you then you would be thin right because right, i would just be blood right yeah keto. it takes a lot yeah. of work to get fly, blood can you imagine night? me trying to fly the first couple of years <laughs> maybe my pet be like Arr! i go and fly short distances until, until i trim until i trim up and it's like it's like from like like porch to porch like you're like a baby bird <laughs> doing like, watch, watch head plants into the like ground. Woodstock, like Try. the way Woodstock flies yes, yes. on the penis. <laughs> exactly. Watching, watching a portly bat fly into a wall and then just drop <laughs> right. into the floor. Like, portly bat, portly bat. <laughs> <laughs> portly bat. Your vampire rat name. <laughs> oh my god. 
We are fucking off the rails already. <laughs> Get me an Uber. <laughs> wow. All right. Ooh, whiskey. <laughs> let's, let's, we let's, haven't tried the whiskey yet, by we, the way. We haven't even smelled it. Oh All right, God. so the uh, Bartons... Somebody give me paddles. <laughs> so, so, so as we smell this, I should say that, uh, so our old friend at the whiskey jug, so I have tasting notes to do it. He gave this an 84. It was just pretty average for yeah, him. Yeah, that's, that's a low score for him. He's like, you could drink it if, if there's nothing else on the shelf. Whiskey Advocate gave it a 90. Oh, okay. Wow. You know, we go to the We use both of them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's give it a smell. A lot of sweet on the nose. Ooh. Mm, mm. Corn, sweet, <laughs> vanilla. It's nice. It's um, yeah. bready almost. It's got a nice amber color to it. Hits the back of the nostril. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said. (laughs) We're still cracking up at the picture in our minds of Ed being a vampire, chubby vampire trying to fly. Bigger than all the other bats. <laughs> so you can pick me out like, oh, there's Ed. Oh, there's Ed. He's coming in, He's coming in now. There is porch it. to porch to porch in that land. Flying in all late and fat. He's <laughs> upside down. He's sideways. He's on the top of the tree, but right. the tree bends all the way to the round. <laughs> Banging into the chandeliers. I just step off. I just step the off. Like, slams up. like Captain Jack Sparrow. Tuxedo <laughs> buttons popping off. Yeah. All the kids think it's Santa landing on the roof. Right. Ed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's Vampire Santa. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, it's just portly bat. Never mind. Back to bat, everybody. Just, just portly bat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Are we drinking yet? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck we're doing. All right, let's taste it. We've for God's sake, let's do what we're here for. Uh, yeah. Ooh. Okay. That's really nice. <clears throat> for $35. Holy shit, I got chest hair on my chest. Wow. That's where the chest hair would go. Yeah. <laughs> I had a check. Yeah. She had the check. She's, she's, yep. she's checking. Oh, we're okay. <laughs> well, as long as it wasn't my chest hair on your chest. Wow. <laughs> it's really nice. Smooth. Oh, yeah. I'm still getting that bready quality that... Um, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, rising yeast. Yeah. A lot of... Uh, Rolled over dough, let it sit and it kind of ferment the uh, let it rise. So you know the crescent rolls. You yes. know crescent rolls. You get them out and you roll them up and you, and you yeah. bake them. It tastes kind of like that smells. Yeah, right before you pop a uh, loaf in the oven, which yeah. didn't really sound very hello. good. Hello, hello. <laughs> you pop a loaf in your oven. <laughs> so I mean, this I, is- I was expecting very little from this. Uh huh. And yeah, like if I was in a bar and you poured this to me, I'm like, all right, this is good. Like it's kind of very traditional. There's nothing flashy about this particular one, the small batch, but I think it's a very functional and sound bourbon. Yes, uh, totally agreed. I, I've had this before, but it's been a long time and I brought this to a whiskey tasting. Unfortunately, there were 17 other whiskeys and some of them were pretty high end and this one didn't perform very well, but I really liked it at the time and I'm remembering why I like it. For $35, it's terrific. Yeah. Drea, what are you tasting out of it? I just added water. Oh, okay. Please hold. Please hold. Please hold while we add some more water. Good idea. Mm. I actually like it a lot better with 
the water. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Good. It's a lot more subtle on the mouth. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when I drank it, it just like skipped my taste buds and went right to my throat. Well, it gave you chest hair. Yeah, right. Yeah, it As, did. That's what she meant by that. And I think that <laughs> you're right, Dre, in the fact that because it's not their top expression, it was a little fiery. Yeah. And when you put it on the ice and maybe a little water, it tones that it does. burn down and you mm-hmm. get the more flavor, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah. That's right, odd right. because I just put a couple drops on and I find the fire kind of intensified just a little bit. Interesting. Well, why is that, Dre? You know the answer to why that is. Huh? Because he's a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> little bitch. All right, so we'll have to say the origin of little bitch. So if you've listened to us for any length of time, you know that Gabe brings out uh, the little bitch comment, especially to Ed. Uh, he's done it several times. But where it actually originated was with Drea on episode 20, calling Gabe, actually, a little bitch. We asked 100 women, name something you like to see a man do because it expresses his gentle side. Gabe? I'm going to go with cry. Ooh, number one answer. Wow. Oh my God, you got so vulnerable here. That was very good. He's about to cry. (laughs) I'm like, I'm so verklempt over that answer. Like, you were so open and real. Little bitch. Tommy was hysterical. So yeah. ever since then, we've never let it die. Yeah. And um, we realized that you could change any sentence by adding, a, hey, man, can you pass the salt? Little bitch. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it makes it confrontational. It just changes it. So it has like a magical quality to it of like taking a benign statement, pause a second, and all of a sudden turn into a dig. So we thank Dre for bringing Highly advisable. Yeah. So you can use it anywhere. So you guys getting anything else on the palate? No, I mean, it's basic. It's nothing. It's a really basic bourbon qualities of vanilla, oak, corn with some fruit notes and a mm-hmm. little bit of mm-hmm. baking spice, like a burnt cinnamon. Nothing like really, not a candy, but the actual spice. So on the nose, so this is whiskey jug, smooth with dark fruit, caramel, vanilla pudding, and oak with light notes of raisins, biscuits, biscuits, okay. and baking spices. So that's a nose. Yeah, right. So we, I mean, we covered all that. On the palate, oak, dark fruit, maple caramel hybrid, interesting, vanilla pudding, pine-like herbal spice, toasted corn, and a light biscuity character. Crescent rolls mm-hmm. is what yeah, it was to right. me. On the finish, long, slow fade of oak. Vanilla, spice, and something that reminds me of mixing the caramel and the buttered popcorn in those three corn tins that show up around the holidays. <laughs> well, that's specific, yes. isn't it? Oh, my God. Has anyone well, ever... Like, that's spot on. Though. I used to like to eat them halfway down like, and then just pull the thing out and like combine them at yeah. the end. Yeah. I was in Target, and they actually sell the caramel and the uh, cheddar cheese together in a single bag. Not a big seller. <laughs> it's not a big seller. I bought a bag. I haven't bought another one, so maybe you're right. <laughs> All right, so um, we are going to take a break. Yeah, just understand that we're coming back. Everything we just did was just to get to yes. the full proof, which should be a completely different world it should. from where we just came from. Yeah. Right. All right, shout out to all the portly bats everywhere, and here we go. <laughs> Okay, we're back, and we're going to try now our 1792 foolproof single barrel select. 
from Wine Works, Kentucky Straight Bourbon, and uh, we're going to throw it back to Scott. Yeah. Thanks, Gabe. You know, the price of this is 50 to $60. It's such a deal, really. But I got it for forty two ninety nine. I know. It's wow. crazy. Like It was like a barrel pick on sale. It's funny. Sometimes when they pick a barrel, Scott, they get great pricing on it. Yeah. So, and we were already going to do uh, $17.92, and when I saw that, I was like, well, we have to do the full proof. We have to do this, because this not only satisfies full proof, but it also satisfies single barrel, which is another expression that they have. So it's like two for one. Mm-hmm. The category of this is like Kentucky straight bourbon. The proof is 125. Wow. Jesus. There's not much above that. I mean, you can go 130, but then you're pretty much getting never clear. Yeah. The mash bill is undisclosed, but the same thing as the small batch that we tasted. So yeah. this is basically the really high proof of what we already had, the 75% corn, 15% rye, 10% malted barley. There's no age statement, but Barton's press release states eight and a half years, which is very specific. Wow. The scores for these, so the whiskey jug gave us a higher score from the small batch. Uh, I 80, hope. Yeah, 88. We'll be the judge. And, <laughs> and he's a hard score. Yeah. And uh, Whiskey Advocate gave this a 92. All right. Yeah. When you look at the entire world of whiskey, and yeah. you know some of your top, top, top ones are like ninety-eight or hundreds. Then a 92 is a really good score it's in good. whiskey. Anywhere in, in the I mean, 90s. Whiskey Advocate is 92. It's a very good whiskey. Yeah, it is. That. That, that's a high rating for their uh, system. And eight, yeah, 88 is not slouchy. I mean, you have to get below a 70 before you're getting to a whiskey that you might not want to drink. Yeah. I it's mean, true. a 74 whiskey is probably means it's a little immature. It like might us. it might not be. Right. <laughs> exactly. We all would be 74. Right. right. The Whiskey uh, Tangent Podcast is about a 78. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're so immature. It's we definitely, when I'm here. Oh, oh that's true. It's at least a 10. We go up to an 82. <laughs> she brings us up. Wait, it's at least a 10. <laughs> oh, 10 times 10. 100. 100. Um, it is released annually, but only in small quantities. It was chosen as the World Whiskey of the Year for 2020 in Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible. <laughs> in Jim Murray's backyard, like, I gotta tell you right now, this is the best whiskey. How do you flip the burgers? This is the best whiskey I ever had. <laughs> Listen to me. Oh, damn, Jim Murray, it's my backyard, and just drink this shit. This is the best goddamn whiskey. <laughs> oh, my God. No, the fuck is him? Who is it? Jim Murray's Whiskey Bible. Oh, he's the, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jim. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim, I'm just joking. But Jim, Jim, relax. Relax, Jim, relax. I can't get my hand out. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, wow, we're on so uh, one more fun fact. Uh, full proof, mm. as it says on the bottle, is not actually cask strength, as the latter refers to not watering it down once it gets out of the barrel, whereas full proof means that 125 is the entry proof to the barrel, and then it comes out of the barrel a little higher, after which they add water to get it back down to 125. Hmm. Wow, that's true. Yes. Why? What's the point of getting I, it back? I, I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Is 130 too much for people to handle? Probably. I mean, it's. I, mean, I think some people 125 is, is too much for people to handle. Right. Not us. Never. The, the fact that this is 125 proof and only 4299 yeah. Barrel pick. Yeah. Uh, I'm extraordinarily excited I to mean, taste this. I mean, it's one of the best deals we've had uh, since I found the Larceny Barrel Proof for 80. <laughs> yeah. That is low. It is very low. Are we nosing now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I want to so I smell some of what I smelled in the small batch, but way more intense and a lot more alcohol. Yes. It smells more like orangey okay. peel mm-hmm. to me. I yep. do. Right. I guess. Yes. Remember I said there's a little citrus on the end of it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a lot more orangey. I agree. Very intense. Great, yeah, very intense interest. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Once you get past all of the alcohol scents. Wow. It's really nice. <laughs> Dre just drank it. Oh, Dre drank it? That's I, what the wow oh, is. Too soon? Yeah, too no, soon. it's okay. No, you can do whatever you want. Okay. Do, do what you want. 
Um, uh, love, let's, love. Let, let's all drink it and catch up to her. Sure. Yeah, catch up, little bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. It's really smooth though for 125. Very intense. <laughs> as, ga- oh. as game <laughs> no, but he, I mean, if it catches you wrong, and it, but I mean, yeah. no, it's it's hot. It's hot off it's the bat, r- but yeah. it's, it's smooth hot. I already put mine on on the rocks, and so did Drake. Yeah, you definitely were going to want to put some water in yeah. this to actually evaluate yeah. it for real. I really like this though. Wow, I get a little bit of chocolate. There's a little bit of like light fruit flavor, like maybe uh, an apple. Yeah, I want to point out this is eight dollars more than the small batch that we bought today, and it's in completely more yeah. complex and intense whiskey, fruits yeah. and spice, and yeah, I'm getting I'm getting uh, a lot of candied apple, mm, candied apple. Am I wrong? No, I'm not saying you're wrong. No, no, you said candy apple, not caramel, right? Candy apple, yeah, yeah, like candy the, the, the apple, spicy, the hard, uh, the hard crack, uh, hard crack. Uh, I know what a red. candy apple is. The shit bitches. that rips your fucking feelings out. All right. Random belligerence. Candy Apple edition. Mrs. Bloom used to give us candy apples wrapped in wax paper. And she would say, you tell your mother, this is from old Miss Bloom, so that she doesn't think there's razor blades in it, okay? <laughs> and throws it out. And right. so she would make sure that we say it's from Miss Bloom, and then we could have candy apples. But if some stranger gave us candy apples, my dad would throw it out because it had razor blades in it. Oh. Can we cut it open and look? Like, damn. Right. Was there ever really a razor blade no, in the apple? No, ever? No. Like, you're going to eat an apple, Ed. You eat a candy around and throw the fucking apple away. This is healthy. I'm in this shit. Yeah. Can Can't we pause him. a minute and hear Gabe's story about his last triathlon that he ran uh, <laughs> motherfucking high horse motherfucker <laughs> every time i go to your house you serve me three different types of pork <laughs> oh and a fourth because I, I know you're coming oh gonna need, gonna need that fourth one that's what your mother did last night trebek came on my pork <laughs> oh my god but this is good it's got a lot of heat a lot of caramel spice <laughs> If it's someone sp- ever came up to me and said, pork? check out my pork, I'm like, Ew. like what? It's, it's spicy. <laughs> it's spicy. It's been sitting in the oven for four days. No, it does lend itself to the comment of pulled pork, which is a completely different thing, but mm. <laughs> off Wait, the rails. what? <laughs> this is wonderful. Did you guys put water on it? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, put, yeah it's yeah. Hawaiian delicacy, pulled pork. <laughs> with uh, pineapples. You pull your pork with pineapples? Yeah. Well, Actually, they, that's a thing. Yeah, you could put the rings on there, the <laughs> pineapple rings. Yeah, the <laughs> pineapple ring. They might sting a bit. Okay, we're, yeah. this is we're doing scientific research here. Let's yeah. let's get serious yeah. for Christ's sake. Get God serious, damn it. Gabe, for fuck's sake. Oh my God, stop talking about your pork. Can we can we cut all this out and get back to the how delicious the foolproof is? Oh, no, we'll keep all because that. on <laughs> because on on the rocks with a little water in it. It's really good. Oh my God, this is amazing. I mean, it's still really strong, even like watered down. Whoa, Ed. He's trying to really water me down. Mm. She can handle a drink, Ed. Listen, Calm down. it's 125 proof. Booker No taught me yes. that you could go sometimes with certain spirits, 50-50, wither and spirit, and not break down the flavor profile. That's what the man said. And this isn't even close to that. This is probably got oh, it down. Really? This is probably at 95 proof right now with what I've done. Would you want to go that deep, though? It's too watery for me, but you yeah. still can taste the vanilla and the caramel and the things that he wants you to taste. He wasn't saying to do it, but he was saying you could do it. Exactly. This is more exactly. like you taste the flavor <laughs> more bitches. in your mouth. Like I, I realize with some whiskeys, like you can feel it like going all the way down, and this is more of like your a mouth flavor. I think how I have it right now is perfect. Yeah, let me. I'm gonna take yours. Okay, thanks. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think Ed's Be- a better because the burn is his. away, and I just have this great sweet yeah. caramel vanilla. Wait, taste mine. <laughs> Chug. 
Go, go. You're actually almost where I am now yeah. because it's melted. It's pretty similar. Yeah. The dominant flavor I get is the uh, baking spices. I get so much of that spicy quality, yeah. like apple pie or like pumpkin pie. I get like creme brulee. I get like caramel, vanilla. Okay. And like a really great traditional bourbon flavor is uh-huh. at its best. With Aftertaste, the, yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, this is tremendous. This is one of the better bourbons I've had in a bit. So let's do the nose. So the nose, it said caramel, oak, spice, vanilla, chocolate cookies, Ooh. a fruity core with a bit of spice lending to the complexity. A little water brings out biscuits and a lot of citrus. Okay. Drea? Yeah. Uh, on the palate, chunks of dark fruit, baking spices, and oak plow through, followed by notes of bananas, apples, and dark sweets with light intermittent biscuity pop. On the finish, long and oaky with notes of dark fruits, dark sweets, mint, and biscuits keep things interesting. And it's not as sweet as like how they explain the flavor. See, I think when it's on the water, though, the sweetness comes through more. Yeah, the sweetness yes. does come through with more water on it. In yeah, fact, I, I'm going to put more water on it because it's yeah, so... Yeah, with the water, I am definitely like, getting the milk chocolate right, come through. Try yours right now. I bet it's really super sweet because yeah. the alcohol should be really beat down. I'm getting a right. lot of more fruit flavor with the, yeah. with the lower... Right. Uh, uh, proofing, and yeah. that's what a 125 whiskey is yeah. meant to do. You're not really meant to drink it at 125. And I think that's important. Scott's right. You'll pour it on a Glencairn. You'll drink it neat all night. That's who you are. That's not really what it's supposed to do. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You, you want know. you want to evolve as yeah. you're drinking it. And then each one's a little better. So my last sip's kind of like around 100, maybe 98. I'm like, wow, that's really good. And I make <laughs> another one, and then maybe start that with a splash of water. So I start at like you know 115. The reason you would go with a, a higher proof spirit is it gives you more options. Mm-hmm. If you're starting Basil Hayden, it's mm-hmm. 80. Put it on the globe if you want, but you better drink it fast because it's going to be at 60 before you know it, and it might be too watery for you. Mm-hmm. Especially at 125, yeah. again, for 42.99, you can add a third of water to this whiskey yeah. and proof it down to one third of this proof and get an additional third of a bottle. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of room to play with on that that proofing. So uh, to compare this with what we had before, I'm not tasting as much of the biscuits that no, 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 Gabe no. and I the tasted bread, on the, the original. The bread's gone. The bread is gone. <laughs> bread is gone. Bread the is bread gone. is gone away. Someone smells really good. I'm going to have to smell all of you now. Oh, <laughs> my God. Wow, why do you guys all smell so good? Yeah. Maybe it's you that smell good. Everywhere you go, it's just you. I don't know. Like, I just <laughs> caught a whiff of something. Um, yeah, I'm getting some some perfume or cologne just yeah, you smell burst that? open. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Oh, you know what it was? It was probably oh, I have a, right. I have a, a um, uh, air freshener in there, and it, uh, it, it spritzes. spritzes. Oh, he's got it the uh, timer squirted. air freshener. Yeah. It's like a woodsy smell. Yeah. Calm, yeah. So just, just calm yeah, down, Dre. It's none of us. <laughs> right. Like we, over here smelling we all everybody. smell normal. Smell it's, check. It's, <laughs> it's my apartment. Sometimes love the smell of my apartment. Sometimes a squirt can be embarrassing, but listen, it's actually not a bad thing. Thing. Oh, your apartment. I can't take it. it yeah, I gotta it come over more. I'm like, here, I'm just here to satisfy I'm, my I'm just gonna stand in the hallway for half an hour. <laughs> I'm just Don't gonna, mind me. I'm just gonna get off on the wrong floor. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, excuse me. Get off on the wrong floor, he it said. Was, I had to because I committed, and like when there's other people involved, just can't embarrass you. I think they were talking so about me all the way is, up. Like, this bitch got off on the wrong floor. The story was. She got up on the elevator to come up here tonight, and she got off on the wrong floor and realized it, but then was too embarrassed to get back on the elevator, so she waited until they left, and then she said, listen to the elevator until they stopped talking. Then she pushed it so she would come back down and take her up to the right floor. I like to sit off to the side just in case someone was still on there and they didn't see me automatically when it opened. 
I'm seeing like a, like a perfume commercial, like Britney Spears is like running down the hallway in black and white in slow motion. Where's that smell coming from? <laughs> it's Scott's apartment yeah, she called, by Paco Rabanne. So what happens is, so, so you, you, there's a call box and you call and it calls my phone and then I let them in and then it usually takes about three or four minutes depending <laughs> how long you have to wait for the elevator and it seemed like a long time and I said to these guys, I was like, where the hell is Drea? So I went out and I looked down the hallway and I was like, I came back in and I'm like shrugging. I was like, I don't know where she is. I said she had to go off the wrong floor and then like literally 90 seconds later she comes flying in the door like, hey, I'm like, you, you got off the wrong floor. She's like, yeah. You had to. I took the scenic route. Actually, from? the neighbor below you has a wonderful giant light bulb light right outside the door. I've like it doesn't make sense, but it's kind of dope, you know? <laughs> you can win cash and prizes for a uh, fall themed door or balcony. Oh, uh, it looks like Einstein should live there. Oh, like. Wow. <laughs> Or like Nikolai Tesla. Signs everywhere the signs. Locking up the scenery, breaking my mind. Do this, don't do that. Can you read the signs? Everything ends with Metallica. Yeah, yeah. We want to point out that we've been getting texts tonight. Did Dre Sloppy's and posting photos? At least, at least one of the other ladies know that she's on this episode right now recording. We're getting angry text messages. It's Are a- you recording with Dre right now? I'm ignoring it. Dre's responded. We're just going to finish the episode. I, they could be closing on us right now. <laughs> Hurry <laughs> up. We got to finish. Push the sofa against the door. Don't let him in. She skipped game night She needs accountability. <laughs> she was supposed to be at game night. This is why she's not at game night with us. Oh, my God. So you're here instead of game night with yes. them? Yes. yes. Oh, that's fucking perfect. Yes. I love it. Oh. So there's going to be consequences. Right. There'll be consequences. Yes. There'll be hell to pay. We, we, was- we have to go to a remote location to some basement in like Tibet or something like uh, satellite phones and stuff. Recording now from satellite phone in Tibet. <laughs> Us, Dre, and Scott. Shh, we, uh, shh, you're being too loud. We have to, we have to whisper. They can be anywhere. They're, they're inside the room. <laughs> Oh, they're above us. Holy shit. Just Shelby and Nari jumping down through the drywall. Repelling down the building into the windows. We said she must be accountable. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's awesome. I think they got off on the wrong floor, too. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway... This has been amazing. I, I really like the small batch. Yeah. But the foolproof just, just blew me away. Right. So let's put it in perspective. A $35 range whiskey. You can't really do much worse than the $79.2 small batch from Barton's. It's a nice whiskey. It's really good. If you fall into one of the single barrel foolproof like we did for under 50, you're living a dream. Wow. It's such a bargain with what people want to price their whiskeys at. Barton's seventh largest distillery in the world. Yeah. Has said, you know what? We can make money off this without gouging the public, and so they've done a nice job. And you know, the vampires of Sazerac have, have supported them, and, and the portly bats everywhere. And so, I'd like to <laughs> to thank Dre so much for finding a way on a Saturday night to give up her time to catch up to be in step with the other ladies. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dre, for showing up. She enjoy being here. On the short and the episode she did, she drank shot for shot, drink for drink with all of us. She yeah, was a, right. she was an absolute warrior tonight. I take my hat off. She's to a her. beast trooper. Trooper, she was the opposite of a little bitch. And, um, <laughs> she was a big bitch. Yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right, so for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, uh, if you can find some Bartons, give it a try if you never have. Mm. They're an interesting company, owned by an interesting company, and they make an interesting whiskey. Interesting cubed. Yes. So for the Whiskey Tangent Podcast, I'm Ed. I'm Scott. I'm Andrea. And I'm oh, Gabe. I'm Dre. Oh. And I'm Gabe. I'm Dre. Oh, my God. Dreya. Wow. <laughs> Dre's the name. Don't wear it out. Wow. 
And I'm Gabe. Finally. <laughs> just for the record. Just for record. Nari is a name is like a copyright, so Nari will be suing her for that. It's like Brown Foreman yeah, with the Woodford <laughs> right. It's a Nari copyright violation. She's like, she knows better. I'll see her in court. I love you. I'm sorry I missed game night. Oh, shit. <laughs> Don't kill me. Yeah, to the ladies, we can't wait till you're all together. Yep. Getting your uh, reward for being five timers. It's coming up soon. Coming Cheers! Up. Yay, ladies! <laughs> Cheers, everyone. If you enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to check out our next episode, which is way better than this one. Oh, yeah. Also, follow and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash whiskey tangent and follow us on Twitter at whiskey tangent. You can follow me personally at that whiskey guy and follow Scott at giant cup of awesome spelled A-W-S-U-M just to be annoying. Hey. You can email us any questions, comments, or love at whiskeytangent at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us always at our podcast website, whiskeytangent.podbean.com.